Hello, welcome to our next episode of The Way I See It. Today I want to talk about some things both about the Bible and some things about America. But first, let's deal with first things. Let's talk about the Bible. And the question before us today is, should we read and study the Old Testament? You say, well, is that a real question? Well, actually it is in the minds of many Christians and perhaps other people. Should we read and study the Old Testament? Because there's a big difference between the covenants, that is the Mosaic Law, and the New Covenant. Lots of differences. For example, under the Mosaic Law, you had to offer animal sacrifices. In the New Covenant, we don't do that anymore. Why? Because Jesus is our once and for all sacrifice. And all the Old Testament sacrifices merely pointed to what Jesus would do when he came. So, back to the question, should we read and study the Old Testament? I say specifically, yes. Emphatically, yes. We should read, we should study the Old Testament. But we need to understand that we do not interpret it according to our society today. We interpret it in the setting into whom it was given. That's very, very important. When you read an Old Testament passage, think, who was this written to or who was this said to? Second question, how should it be understood in that context? Third question, what application does it have for you and me today? Most of the Old Testament, as precious as it is and was to those people who lived it out, God was revealing himself to individuals who did not have the Spirit of God living within them personally. There were places like the tabernacle and the temple where the presence of God was manifestly dwelling. That was a special place because God was being seen there and God was speaking there and God was doing things there. So that was a special place. Under the terms of the New Testament, for example, the special place is the redeemed spirit of the Christian. The reborn spirit out of blindness, darkness, and separation from God, he's born again, and now he has the Spirit of God living in him. So there's a big difference between Old Testament holy places and New Testament sanctuary of the redeemed spirit. So we have to make that understanding and that distinction. Otherwise, we will, in good hearts, make eras in our interpretation and understanding of what the Old Testament is all about and how it applies to us today. For example, I have often said and still believe that there are no, in, I'm talking about in the terms of the New Covenant, there are no holy places other than the redeemed spirit of the believer. That's the sanctuary. The building you meet in is not a holy place like the tabernacle or the temple. There are no animal altars outside the holy place to take up animal sacrifices. We don't do that anymore, as I said. 
But the sanctuary today is the redeemed spirit of the believer. He's been born again. He's been born anew. The Spirit of God lives within him, according to Romans 8 9. He, that is the holy place. The front of the building or the auditorium you meet in is not the altar. There's no such place as an altar in a Christian church. There's a place where people come to have ministry done. Yes, there certainly is, and that's important and must always continue. But that's not an altar. That's just the front of the auditorium where people pray for other people. The the sanctuary and the altar is the human spirit. So that's a major, major difference. And now uh, another major difference is the Spirit of God. And I alluded to it earlier. The Spirit of God did not live in the individuals in the Old Covenant. You had to get a prophet to tell you what God was saying to you. Or you had to go to the temple and let the priests offer up some sacrifices and so on. But to those who are redeemed, we have the Spirit of God living within us. Every person who has a Bible can read it and hear God speaking. But if you are born again with the Spirit of God living in you, you can also hear the Spirit of God speaking to you from within your redeemed spirit. Keep that in mind always. Let me say that again. Keep that in mind always. We are living under the terms of the new covenant. God speaks to us from his word. God takes his Holy Spirit, illuminates the revelations contained within his word, and makes us comprehend and understand it so that we are we have the Spirit of God with us at all time, 24-7, 365 and one quarter days a year. God does not leave us. He does not forsake us. He is not uh, outside us. Oh, He is outside us. But I'm talking about He doesn't have to speak from outside in. He can speak to us from inside out into our understanding and our comprehension. See, you and I are tripartite beings. That means we're three-part beings. For according to what Paul said to the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 4, he said, I pray, God, that you're sanctified, spirit, soul, and body. Next verse, faithful is he who calls you who also will do it. See, you are a tripartite being. You, have a, you are a spirit that has a soul, lives in a body. Where the Spirit of God lives when you're born again, he lives within your redeemed spirit. But he manifests himself from there through your mind, your will, your emotions, and then your life, your body, carries out the action required. So you see, God lives within us. He can speak His Word from within us. He can give illumination of His written Word into your mind, your understanding. So God lives within the Spirit of the redeemed. And that is a great, great benefit for all of us who live today. He lives within us. We are free to worship Him, to love Him, to obey Him, to serve Him, to fellowship with Him. You may recall we were talking earlier in one of the earlier episodes about creation and how God came to Adam and Eve and communed with them in the cool of the day, which was perhaps morning or evening or both. And 
He communed with them. Well, folks, you and I don't have to have the physical manifestation of God to commune with Him. We can commune with Him right out of our redeemed spirit. And I think that is great, great news. I want to encourage us today as we draw to a close. I want to encourage us to read the Bible. Yes, read the Old Covenant. Read the New Covenant. Read specifically the epistles of Paul to find out who and what you are in Christ. That will make God's presence become more real to you today. The presence of God, as I said, is with you all the time. You say, well, God must have left me. I don't feel Him. Folks, we don't live by feelings. Yes, feelings are wonderful when God does manifest Himself and we get excited over His corporate anointing that may be present. But He is with us at all times because He lives in us. So you can commune with God at any time, day or night, on any in any country of the world, any city, any environment, Christian or heathen, really doesn't make any difference. If He's in you, then He's present with you wherever, wherever you are, whenever you are someplace. God is present. And we thank God for that. We get excited about things like that. And we get excited about it when people get this understanding in them. You see, God's not far off to the believer. He is near. Yes, He's great, wonderful, magnificent, and is greater than all of His creation. Yet, He can live by His Spirit in the redeemed spirit of the believer. And that is good news And that is the way I see it. And I'll be back later this week and talk to you again, perhaps about freedom. God bless you. You have a wonderful day today.